As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Glendale, Arizona, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about it all and it's time. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, UFC, politics, you name it, we got it or we talk about it. <laughs> so with that being said, I'm here with my co-host and my producer, TJ DeSantis. TJ, another week gone by. You're not here. You're in uh, glorious Mexico. No, Kansas City. Kansas City, Mexico. Right, Kansas yeah, City. good old Kansas City, Mexico. <laughs> Kansas City, Mexico. Kansas City's actually a very cool town. Yeah, no, I like it. Uh, you know, I'm from the Midwest, and, you know, obviously I feel very at home here, but Kansas City's got everything that uh, you would want from a major metropolitan area. Uh, at the same time, it still feels small and quaint, and, uh, yeah, it's a nice city. Very nice city. Great food. Oh, wonderful barbecue. Great barbecue. Yeah. If you're a barbecue boy, get out there and get it done. And even if you're not, you will be here, I promise. When in Rome. Yeah. You know, when I had Michael... Um, for many years was appearing on the field and on the videotron and everything for the Kansas city chiefs. We oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Oh, like about a six, seven, eight year run, a long run. That's, that's impressive. That's a hard, uh, you know, place to stay and, and, you know, get them to be on board with the branding year after year. Well, they're loyal. Unless they have a losing season. <laughs> right. I mean, well, you know, I mean, that's how that works, right? Like if, well, if in, something in goes pear shaped, they just try to point to anything. Yeah, I know. It's a very superstitious type of uh, deal sometimes in sports. But, um, you know, listen, that's football. Uh, let's before we go into the UFC, which is the big, big, big show this weekend. Let's face it. The show is huge. Um, but before we get there, I want to touch on the fact because we had we've talked about it for weeks. I'm coming up to it. Uh, Logan Paul and I were texting each other before and after the fight. But OK, let's talk about Logan Paul and Mayweather. Why? Why? Because we have to, because it's setting. Um, it's See, I don't have a problem talking about it, Bruce, but I have a problem drawing conclusions and what it says and means for combat sports. We will find that out and we're going to discuss that right now. So let's take a couple views of a couple people that know about fighting. Let's take three views, starting off with uh, Mike Tyson. And then we're going to end it with mine. And mm -hmm. Mike Tyson said he was shockingly impressed with Logan Paul's performance against Floyd Mayweather on Sunday. He thinks he's actually, this is Mike Tyson. He thinks he's actually ready to take on a pro fighter in a sanctioned bout. Dana White came out on video and with all his outspokenness, you know, before to whatever level, he basically said in so many words, he feels that Floyd Mayweather needs to retire, right? It is amazing that Floyd at 44 years old is uh, the great, you know, one of the greatest boxers of all time doing these exhibition bouts and still pulling down 20 to $100 million paydays with right. each one. Very amazing. Um, and he's undecided on Logan Paul being in the UFC. Yeah. What does that tell uh, you? I'll tell you what it tells you. Let me tell you what it tells you. I don't think you need to tell me. You know what it means? It's all this. Yeah. It's, it's money. Logan puts seats, people in the seats. Yeah. Be repetitive here in what I, and what was said before, which is we are not 
this is not professional boxing, even though they had professional boxers on the show. They even right. had uh, was Ocho Cinco. Uh, yeah, yeah, Chad uh, Ocho Cinco. Chad Ocho Cinco was in the first fight um, against someone else, and um, you know people find that entertaining. It's almost like uh, getting a cameo from your favorite entertainer. We'll watch your favorite entertainer or celebrity throw a punch. You know. Yeah, I, I was talking with some combat sports athletes, Bruce, and that's one thing that is true now. Like when when people fantasy match make, they're doing it with any celebrity that's alive at this point. Like literally, like any celebrity that is in somewhat physical condition, they're you know honestly a possibility for a fantasy celebrity matchup at this point. You got uh, Lamar Odom and and uh, Machine Gun Kelly, is it going at it? I guess or Aaron I mean, Carter. Aaron Carter. Okay. Aaron Carter. Sure. Size differential, the whole bit. Chuck Liddell's the uh, referee for that bout. Okay. See, that's where it gets to be absolutely circusy, insane. Like Ch Chuck Liddell is not equipped to be a referee. Exhibition fight. Non it doesn't matter. I understand. I mean, even you, you may argue that a referee may need to be more qualified to do an exhibition match than a pro match because, because in a pro match, they're, they're professionals. They're yeah. top level. You don't necessarily need to. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say you don't necessarily need to protect them as much, but you definitely need to protect amateurs who don't know what they're doing more. Agreed. I think it's obvious why. No reason to analyze that too far. But let's get back to Logan and this. Now, they had this. They had this fight outside the Hard Rock in Miami. Looked like the stadium there could hold probably eight, ten thousand people. It was pretty vast. Rain like crazy. They had a tarp over the ring. Remind me of the king of the cage, Rain. rain oh, night. man, I'll never forget those. Oh, me neither. Those are two of them, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. The, uh, I announced one. I wasn't at the other one. Uh, ridiculous. You ridiculous. throw a leg kick in that fight, and you end up losing because you slip and fall. It was, it was like the scene out of the raining fight, and here comes the boom. You know, it was like. One yeah, seriously. No, nobody could land a, a real strike because your feet wouldn't stay planted. Exactly, exactly. But, um. Anyway, the ring was dry and solid. Uh, the rain stopped, and then the crowd started to fill in. I can't say exactly how many were there. The pay-per-view was $49.95. Let's just do a little math. I'm going to guesstimate. It hasn't been announced yet where I've seen it. I'm going to guesstimate a million and a half viewers paying the $49.95. So for an exhibition fight, grossing roughly $75 million, right? There's going to be another. Okay. Another what between them? No, there's going to be. Yeah. There's Bruce, more of these. It's a I, spectacle. I, Combat it's sports a, have always been a blend of spectacle and sport. But you have to, in my opinion, don't fight this, accept it. But Who's fighting what, it? Nobody's fighting it. No, right. people say, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch right. it. But a lot of but, people. But they do it. Like, that's the problem. Like, if you are saying, I don't want to watch it, this is an embarrassment. Don't watch it. But but here's my big problem with it. Don't draw conclusions in how the like like I saw a lot of people talking about, you know, look at Logan Paul making all this money. Um, mixed martial artists don't make that kind of money. Yeah, yeah, because they don't have the following of Logan Paul. Now, I am not saying that Logan Paul deserves to make more money fighting than top shelf fighters do. But that's not the point we're getting to here. We're talking, I mean, why is Logan Paul commanding this much money? Well, one, because he's boxing one of the greatest boxers of all time. But two, 
because he's built a, a stronger brand than 99.9% of mixed martial artists out there. So yeah, you can't, you can't look at what happened between Paul and Mayweather and then try to surmise what that means to fighter pay in the UFC. You can't even look at Mayweather fighting Pacquiao or Mayweather fighting uh, Ricky Hatton and no. you can't say that they made this. It's like, it comes down to the old adage. They put asses in right. seats. Okay, and, That's and, what makes money. And, and the reason that those asses are in said seats are apples and oranges when you try to compare what you were selling with a Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather match compared to Mayweather and Pacquiao, but Connor and, and uh, Mayweather, or just, you know, a fantastic fight. We got coming up here with Israel Adesanya and Marvin Vittori. Like I understand that they all fall under the combat sports umbrella, but one doesn't have anything to do with the other in a lot of ways. And I see a lot of people forgetting that when they try to make arguments that are just absurd and asinine. Brad Pitt stars in a movie, makes $20 million at his heyday. And uh, Joe Smith stars in the movie and makes 200,000 in his heyday. Who right. is the more pop? It's just business. Okay. Right. Granted fighting each other and putting your life on the line, no matter what style of fighting you're doing, yeah. you're always putting your life on the line. It doesn't I'm equate in equality and pay. Right. You and I aren't going to be people that say uh, Logan Paul shouldn't make that money. You know what I mean? Because I think you should. We applaud that. Um, you, you and I are also not going to say that Logan Paul deserves that money because of his boxing skill, because he doesn't. He, he just doesn't like he's not a top shelf boxer. Maybe he sure. will be down the road. But the bottom line is you can't really deduce anything from a combat sports business model and and feel like anything that uh you know was successful about logan paul applies anywhere else in traditional combat sports here's you're you're correct and here here's the map logan paul as well as his brother jake paul uh whatever you feel about jake paul whatever you feel about anybody they started their youtube channel something like when they were 12 okay they built up tens of millions of followers they make tens of millions of dollars as it is just off what they do now before they ever stepped in the boxing ring. Right. Now they're in the boxing ring, bringing all these, and it's repetitive here, but just follow the flow. Boxing fans are falling off. They're getting older yeah. and falling off. Okay. Yep. Young fans are not watching boxing. I said, maybe for those one, two, maybe three big, huge fights a year. Um, if, and when, when they do now, they brought a bunch of young eyeballs to the sport of exhibition boxing as well as some professional bouts. Will those eyeballs carry over into the next Showtime bout fight or the next uh, Pacquiao's professional fight coming up on pay-per-view? Probably I don't think not. So. I don't Probably think so. not. But they will continue to feed, based on who's boxing, these exhibition right. matches. Yeah, now, that's, uh, that's why, wait, let me finish. That's, yeah, why Showtime, that's why Showtime signed Jake Paul to an eight-fight deal. Right. Smart. Okay, they're smart. They're doing yeah. what it takes. And let's give first off, Mayweather gets credit at 45 to still be able to pull off 44 to be able to pull off what he pulled off. Being sure. Goes all time. Give him credit. Well, well, especially too when most people knew what that match was going to look like. Right, Bruce? Like like yeah. anybody that knows anything about Floyd or just boxing as a whole knew that this wasn't much of a competitive fight. It wasn't set up to be one really with the rules, but we like anybody saying, Oh, Floyd looked like he was a step behind and yada, like 
Floyd went out there and put on an exhibition type show. Put an exhibition type show against a man that was like four inches taller or more and 40 pounds heavier. Right. And, and didn't belong in the ring with them. Right. And then you have Logan Paul and I'm giving all the credit in the world. Forget that he's my friend. OK, hey. I'm giving Logan Paul, and Logan, I would say right now is a super cool and very intelligent man. All right. Hey, we've had him on the show. Nice kid. Very intelligent man. So and he's he markets himself better than most people could dream of. So let's hey. give him credit. Now hey. he goes in the ring, fights the second box is the second man he ever boxed because the other one he boxed twice. Boxes a go out of nowhere. A guy can come off YouTube and arrange a deal to be in the ring with one of the greatest of all time. It's crazy, isn't goes, it? It's crazy. But this is what fame and good marketing can allow you to do. And he goes the full eight rounds, right? Uh, okay. I mean, now I put a bet on the fight for, for shit and giggles. Okay. What'd you bet? I bet 200, just small bet, 250 yeah, no, bucks. Well, that's not a small bet. 250 bucks would have won me $2,300, 2250 had Logan Paul won the bout. But because Wait, of what the you bet on Logan Paul to win. I'm not going to bet on the. I told you I don't like betting fights. And the reason I don't like betting fights is because the favorite, the odds are just not. Hang on. Answer the question. You bet Logan Paul the win? Yeah. It was a fun bet. One shot. You never, one shot from a bigger man can take out a smaller man any day of the week. But I didn't win the bet and I didn't lose the bet because in an exhibition bout, when it goes all the way, there's no decision. So the, the, so the bet's canceled. Period. I'm judging you right now, Bruce. Shite and giggles, my friend. Shite and giggles. If it's just so happened, judging something you. crazy happened. It just, it was to me. Look, I put, God knows what I'll put on a blackjack hand. It was just a little fun. You bet. should have bet the fight to go the distance because I could have told you. It I wasn't think available. I, oh, it wasn't? Okay. No. I mean, Otherwise, I would have. My, my thing was Floyd was not going to hurt Logan for a variety of reasons. He rocked him at one point, but yeah. Yeah, but but he didn't hurt him. He didn't right. really try to stop him. Um, and that's the thing. Like people say, oh, uh, Logan didn't win, but he took Mayweather the distance. No, Floyd took him the distance. Floyd yeah. carried him to the end. Oh, he carried him because Logan was leaning on him a lot during that fight. Yeah. He carry him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I want to get uh, back to just saying one thing. I'm going to go like this. Floyd, great job. Hey. Everybody Logan, got paid. Great job. Mission accomplished. Good job, guys. Like, seriously. Entertainment-wise, yeah. everybody was entertained. And, and you and I have talked about this. We're not against cards like this. We're not against fights like this. What bothers me and where I get sort of out of sorts with it goes back to what I was saying is the idea that people are going to misconstrue this with what boxing should be all about or what combat sports is all about just because it makes the money does not mean it's the the gourmet uh, of the product and, and one thing that you said you know will will the fanfare and attention carry over into you know other showtime products and, and whatnot i mean no not all of it uh you're getting i mean i i've i don't even know if i want to say that you're getting casual fans bruce because i don't think they're necessarily getting boxing fans at all they're not casual boxing fans they're Fans of spectacle and, and chaos and craziness. And teenagers um, that want to see Logan Paul box. Right, right. And, you know, I, I'm not going to be mad at it because, like you said, boxing is in an odd place where, you know, the, the older generation is, you know, moving on figuratively and literally and uh, looking at um, the next generation. Like there's some there's some, you know, talented boxers, but boxing does not resonate with the younger crowd. Uh, in, in the way that mixed martial arts does. And 
Um, are these cheap, low-hanging fruit sort of tactics? Maybe, but if you can make millions of dollars, I don't care where the damn fruit is on the tree. Go get it. I'm all for it. I'm all for the entrepreneurial, you know, warrior spirit of the whole thing. But here's here's another key point. Henry and Rupert at 13 and 16 never talked to me about unless it's maybe Conor McGregor fight or they're something. 13 and 16, Bruce. Yeah. Henry's six, five, six, four. That's crazy to me. I know you've known him for a long time. So here's the thing. Never. Do I hear anything about a pay-per-view coming up? Right. UFC boxing or otherwise. Right. It's not on the radar. All their friends wanted to watch Logan Paul box. Right. Enough said. I mean, that and that's that. So, uh, I mean, it's changed now. But when I first got into radio, do you know who bought the most records, like the most albums in the Uh, world? Teenage girls. I don't know. Twelve year olds. Oh, okay. I mean, that's that's just who bought records back in the the late 90s. And you think about like, wait, well, I mean, you don't have a job at 12 years old, blah, 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 blah. Like you you can't really be the market. But no, that's who, you know, obviously was with their parents money, but they drove the record industry. 12 year olds, 12 to like 15 year olds. uh, I don't know if they were boys or girls, but uh, they were the ones that, you know, essentially decided if you were to go platinum or not as as a recording artist. And uh it's a demographic that is not always catered to because it's it's hard to try to figure out how you market to, you know, a, a tween. But the, right. the bottom line is that same demographic, while the record business has changed, that same demographic is out there and they're on YouTube. And it doesn't surprise me that, you know, teenagers, young teenage kids are all about watching Logan Paul. Box. They probably don't even know who Floyd Mayweather is, honestly. Well, yes and no, and I agree with that. They probably no more than yes, but you know, here's another thing too. Now, this has begun a whole new amount of promotions that have come out. Ones you have not even heard of. Right. Why do I know about them? Yeah. I'm deals with them right now. Is it good and, or bad, Bruce? Because it's going to flood the market. It's going to saturate. Well, I, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm actually going to answer that question. So, in my opinion, right. Michael just uh, texted me from the airport. He's on his way to Florida to do a big event on Saturday, which is the LiveX Live event, which is going to have TikTok celebrities boxing. It's going to get a huge audience. They paid Michael a very handsome payday. Um, Then we're setting up another one called uh, Starbox in the UK, (laughs) which there's going to be a whole bunch of- Can I get a frap with it? Well, what it's going to be, (laughs) what it's going to be is- um, reality TV stars from England, which reality TV is huge in England because a lot of reality TV shows have been recreated here in America, as we know. Yeah, yeah. it all started over there, really. It all started over there. The response and the money they have is huge. Now we have Showtime doing it. We have the Lamar Odom, Aaron Carter uh, promotion going on. There are other promotions. Will it get saturated? Okay, that is the question that remains to be seen. I mean, he, he, yeah, like uh, I think, Bruce, about the saturation part, like, yeah, it's going to get saturated because anything that makes money is replicated. Right. But yeah. the and I hate to use this word, and I use it loosely. The quality of matches when we get more and more celebrity type of meetings, it's going to start to matter. And oh, yeah, the, big time. I, I do believe that the casual fans and this is this goes, I think, doubly for for MMA fights. 
casual fans don't really know what a good technical matchup looks like. And more often than not, the more sloppy fight on any card, as long as it's kind of crazy, ends up winning like fight of the night. Um, but with untrained boxers that are known for whatever genre of celebrity they are known for, if they go out there and start to embarrass themselves, the whole sort of gimmick could go by the wayside a lot quicker than maybe people even expect. It could go by the wayside. And I agree with everything you said until you have a star match like a Logan Paul Mayweather or something that brings it right, right. back in again. But, but that's also different too. Like again, I, I said, I believe that Logan Paul will fight in the UFC. I believe that will happen. Uh, I said, you know, about a year ago, I said I, it would happen within the next year. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but uh, the, the bottom line with Logan Paul is, yes, he's a celebrity and he has his, his shtick and gimmick and all that stuff. But the bottom line is it's a good athlete. Like he was a wrestler. He's uh, proven that he can go out there and, you know, box. I, I don't necessarily think that uh, his skills uh, are what, brought him the distance with Floyd Mayweather. I think a lot of things uh, factored into that, but the bottom line I feel is Logan Paul has athletic talent and ability. And, you know, we're probably going to see a lot more of him in combat sports. And I don't just mean boxing. Logan Paul is a beast. He's an athletic beast. He's in yeah. shape. He's a wrestler. The prime of his life. We were, I'm not going to give away, away any private conversations, but I mentioned to him, you know, we were texting each other, and I said, did you see the video Dana White said of you where he paid you respect and how hard you trained? And Logan has never said anything bad about the UFC, no, and that no. is strategic. His brother, his brother right. Jake. So, but, but right, wait, like, do you finish, they, right, Bruce, we're talking here, Bruce. Like, okay, I'm like, sorry, I'm sorry. But don't you feel that? Don't you feel like his, like, non-sort uh, of targeting the UFC is because I think he wants to keep that door open? I'll tell you why. All right. And this is a quote. I can't say who from, but you can figure it out. Okay. Uh, the conversation I was having was uh, the fact about Dana praising him and everything. And I said to him, I said, listen, I can't wait. I would be, be great. It'd be an honor to be in the octagon with you and share you because it's just, you're breaking down historically sports and entertainment doors, right? He is creating history. Mm hmm. The quote I won't tell you it's from was crossover of the decade. It would be a crossover of the, if he did what he did in boxing and he winds up somehow getting a match in the UFC being paid, you know, to whatever. That's a crossover, man. That's a, that's a, that's a, it's a big, it's a, I, it's I, a, I big, disagree. It's a big accomplishment. It's a big I, accomplishment. Sure. But the crossover is not from boxing. No, just the fact that he was in the two pugilistic sports. Okay. I yeah. Mean, how many people have boxed and fought in MMA? Yes. There's been a, a lot, one, but very a lot but very few compared to the overall masses sure it's still it's for anybody to achieve that and the athletic training and everything you have to go through to achieve that on a serious note deserves all the credit in the world well here's here's one thing that i will say that uh i don't want to downplay but by any means um there are a lot of people that have boxed and, and fought mma there are yeah. not a lot of people that have boxed and fought mma and made millions of dollars doing both no. and you know, I think this is where, again, it bothers people when they look at Logan Paul and go, well, he shouldn't come to the UFC and make millions of dollars. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he should because he can command it like you deserve to be paid 
what you make. So just because you don't think that Logan Paul is an accomplished uh, mixed martial artist, you want him to fight for the LFA and make a few grand. Like that's not how it he works. Never would. He never well, would. That's what I'm saying. And like, uh, it's the same thing with like CM Punk, like, yeah, CM Punk skill for skill didn't belong in the UFC, but the UFC is the only company that could pay CM Punk what he would command. And uh, it's the same thing with Logan Paul, like Logan Paul, probably shouldn't make his mixed martial arts debut in the ultimate fighting championship, but it's the only destination that makes sense. The man sees the star on top of the cake. He's not going to go for the bottom of the cake. He's going to go right to the top. No, but again, Bruce, like you, I agree with you. You can't go to the bottom. Like you can't, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense because no other organization is going to be able to afford to pay him what he needs. Right. And like people like, uh, you know, I had a chat with pro Gonzalez on, uh, extra rounds that we do on fight pass and she's like well you should fight in the contender series why 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 what? like why would you put his debut in mixed martial arts on espn plus no disrespect to espn plus but it's a multi-million dollar payday you know not just for logan but for everybody but i involved. understand i understand pearl's point of view because if you're looking but life at- is not a meritocracy it's no. not i wish it were uh- it's not, it, but I understand her point of view, being a fighter, like work your way up. That's fine. Listen, some people walk in, they walk in at the top. That's it. He's always going to walk in at the top. Right. We're talking and, about but, a man but, that's probably worth close to 50 to $100 million right. today. Is. But Bruce, he he's walking into the top because he's done the work elsewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I feel like the narrative, like, don't get me wrong. I don't like the idea that Logan Paul is making a lot more money than most combat sports athletes. However, I don't think that Logan Paul is making that money for any other reason than he's a YouTube star. And that's where people seem to forget that. Like, oh, he, why can't so-and-so make this much money? Well, so-and-so can't draw that many people's eyeballs, period. Uh, I saw something on um, uh, about uh, my buddy, Paulo Acosta, Uh who says some things he should be saying, in my opinion, on social media, creating issues or whatever. But, um, you know, as much as I, I like Paulo a lot, uh, but somebody said something. I, I'm losing my train of thought here. Talk to me for a second. I want to get this back. You said Paulo said something uh, on social media. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dana, we're, I don't know if Dana actually said this or not, but it was a comment like, well, maybe you should have started a YouTube channel if you wanted to get paid more money, <laughs> which is basically what you're saying. You know? Well, I mean... Yes and no. Like, I I do believe that, I mean, like you, I believe that every fighter should make more money. Like, there's no amount of money where I'm like, oh, that's enough. You're risking your life, but you shouldn't make a penny more. But but the bottom line is, um, like, I'm a firm believer that the UFC is the greatest mixed martial arts promotion on the planet, Uh, the 800-pound gorilla, all of that great stuff. But the UFC cannot manufacture a star. They cannot. They can emphasize a star. They can promote a star, but you cannot just decide, hey, we're going to give you the brass ring. You're going to be our poster boy. There's so many things that have to go into it. And, you know, it's hard. You're absolutely right. And we're going to end this on this note, um, this conversation. Uh, It gets back to what I preach. And just like with my company, millions.co, and I'm trying to teach fighters and everything, you have to have the it factor, right? Not many people with the it factor, which is just this charismatic right. factor, talent factor, 
Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey. I mean, I can go to a name. They don't come along all the time. Right. Logan Paul has the it factor. He's proven it. Okay. Other people have the it factor and then you got to capitalize on it. Right. right? And then that, and correct me if I'm wrong, Bruce, that it factor, the reason we say it factors because it's not something that you can easily describe in the sense that everyone has quote unquote, it. your, it might be something else though, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I feel like we see a lot of stars um, try to promote themselves like a Connor and they fall flat on their face. And it's like, you're not Connor. I'm not saying that you don't have the it factor, but that isn't it. Agreed. So again, whether you're working on it yourself or you're working with an organization where you go into a company and I'm, I'm going to promote it because that's what it's there for. My company millions.co check it out. If you're a fighter out there, you need to take advantage of everything you can to build your brand and build your awareness, which will help you get bigger, bigger purses along with your, especially your performance in the cage or the ring or wherever you're fighting. I will predict one thing. Logan Paul will never be in bare knuckle boxing. Let's put it that way. <laughs> That's never going to happen. That won't happen. That won't happen. People probably would have said I will, that. I, put this down and tape it. I will hand you $5,000 in cash. Sure. I don't, and I'm going to make this I mean, done for the next 10 years. Yeah. In the next 10 years he steps in, I'm going to personally drive down to your house and hand you $5,000. I mean, don't, don't do that. Cause not, neither of us will remember, but he, here's the thing. I agree with you. It's not likely, um, but some, some, some things would have to happen, but no one ever thought Paulie Malignaggi would do bare knuckle boxing either. And he lost to Artem Lobov. So there's that. Well, then you have to look at also too, and this is no disrespect to Malignaggi at all. Where was he in his career? What was he being offered in boxing? Yeah, but he was an like, analyst. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't boxing anymore. He stepped out making... for a payday. He stepped out for a payday. Right. My, my, my point, Bruce, is you can't ne never say never, especially in combat sports. $5,000 cash. There You're ridiculous, um, but okay. Okay. Take, take it. Take it. Take it. I mean, don't take it. Just take the bet. Uh, all right. Let's get, into, let's get into the reality of professional mixed martial arts career-oriented fighters looking to fulfill their dream of having the gold of the UFC written around, or excuse me, held and put around their waist <clears throat> by none other than Dana White. So let's get into 263. This show is phenomenal. Hook. Yeah. Kristen and her son, my godson, are flying down. Specifically. Oh, that's great. They're flying down Saturday morning. Now, Kristen just buried her mother last week. You said that, yeah. It's been a very rough couple of months. So... You know, got them, got them a couple of good tickets. They're going down. My my friend's going to go down and meet them. She's coming in to see me too. Um, and they're flying down Saturday morning, and then they're leaving back home at six in the morning on Sunday, so Henry can start his Boy Scout camp at eleven o'clock. That's dedication to see a show. Why is that dedication to see the show? This show's sick. So let's go through the show a little bit. <clears throat> We've got the um, the undercard. A lot of great fights. I'm not going to go good, excellent fights. But you got Lauren Murphy and Joanne Calderwood. Always entertaining. Tons yeah. If, if Lauren Murphy gets that win, uh, I, I think it's time gotta for get her to get a shot, shot at, at Valentina. Yeah. <sighs> got to get a title shot. Agreed. Drew Dober, Brad Riddle. Mm -hmm. Good fight. Paul yeah, Craig. It's a feature prelim, I believe. It's the last prelim before the main event. Yep. Paul Craig going in the main event against Jamal Hall Hill. Uh, main card, 13. not main event. You're good, though. Main card, pardon, main card, pardon me. No worries. Uh, this is going to be real interesting. This is going to be a battle of, of skilled grapplers, Bilal Muhammad and Demi Amaya. 
Yeah, and it's weird to see. I mean, no disrespect to Bilal Muhammad. He's been a staple, you know, in the outer, you know, top 10 of this division for a long time. And the welterweight division is just an insanely difficult division to uh, break in and, and thrive. But Bilal Muhammad's a favorite, like a two and a half to one favorite over Demian Maya, which I guess shouldn't surprise you. Demian's, you know, longer in the tooth, but it's still odd to see Demian Maya uh, come in as an underdog to someone who's, you know, just on the outside of the top 10. Agreed. Take it a step further. Demi Maya is the number nine contender. <clears throat> Pardon me. And Bilal Muhammad is the number 12 contender. Yeah. And we have we had the situation the other week, too. So there's reasons why they make those kind of odds. And it's done. Now you have, and we all want to see him. We all love the Diaz brothers. We all love Nate Diaz and Leon Edwards, who's got his eye on the prize. You see the odds um, in this one? No. What are the odds? Yes. I'm going to figure Nate's an underdog by about uh, minus 160. I mean, plus, plus 160. Plus 400. What? Plus 400. I don't bet fights, but honestly, that's I mean, a fun bet. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't bet fights I announce. We all know that. Obviously. But yeah, yeah no, I uh, I think that that fight, uh, I mean, unless the odds makers know something, like, oh, again, I'm not going to say that Nate Diaz is going to win this fight hands down. But a plus 400, yeah, you put a flyer on that. You know, maybe I'll make a bet. If they have a bet that Nate, De Nate, De Nate Diaz will bleed by round three, I'll put down $5,000. <laughs> Why stop there? Yeah, really. I mean, that, that's probably the most guaranteed bet of the year with the, the Nate and his wonderful scar tissue. All respect to Nate. I love Nate. All respect to Nate. Uh, he but, comes yeah, to fight. All right, it's going to be a fantastic fight. Yeah, no question. And I'm really happy to see that Brandon Marino is getting a shot at the flyweight title against Davis and Figueredo. You know, I, this is, I think this is going to be a really highly skilled flyweight fight. Well, uh, the first meeting ended in a draw. Um, they had to run it back. I, I feel uh, that the first fight was just fireworks, like fight of the year type stuff. Might yeah, be the best incredible. flyweight fight we've ever seen. Um, yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing too. Like we talk about marketing, Brandon Moreno is undervalued, I think, uh, globally when we talk about, uh, you know, uh, Latino fighters and, and the Mexican uh, heritage. A lot of people believe that, you know, back in the day, it was Tito Ortiz was the face of Mexican mis mixed martial arts, which was sorry, not the case. It's just not it was not the case. Um, uh, and then, you know, Cain Velasquez had obviously roots in Mexico, but but Cain you know, his his whole run did not turn out the way a lot of people thought it would. Um, but when you look at, uh, you know, I've traveled a lot to Mexico uh, over the last year, Bruce. And, you know, Brandon Moreno is a name that has come up time and time again when I talk to, you know, the, the Mexican fight fans. And uh, he has the opportunity to do something that would really, I think, boost the momentum of MMA south of the border in a way that no one really ever quite has uh, yet today. Well, I think Brandon Marino, uh, along with his commentating, expanding himself outside of boxing, first off, he's one of the most, one of the nicest gentlemen you'll ever meet in your life. He's uh, just a very cool guy. He's got a little bit of an it factor to a degree for himself. Oh, he's got the best nickname too. I Yeah, and I do think that um, he's a great representative of the Latino community and fighting in the UFC. Um so I have nothing but good things to say about him. And uh, again, may the best man win. Davison is a beast. I, I just think this could be potentially the fight of the night. Yeah. I mean, again, I, their first meeting I thought was the the best flyweight championship of all time. Exactly. Um, you know, it ended in a draw. 
uh, I was not mad at the draw. And, uh, you know, I've always wondered, Bruce, and curious your thoughts on this. Um, I know draws are going to happen. They're very rare. But in in the case of a title fight, should we allow the fight to end in a draw? Should we do a sudden death round something? Because I feel like you kind of hold the division up when a title fight ends in a draw. I remember we used to do sudden death in the Ultimate Fighter series. Right. Um, I have to say no. No? Yeah, because, you know, they're training for a five-round fight to suddenly throw another five-minute round on them. Not that they couldn't handle it. Uh, And then again, what happens if it ends in a draw at the end of that round, like a football game? Do you play another quarter? Then you're saying that there had to be a point deduction or the judges had to be cruel and score a 10-10. Never know. We've seen so many crazy things with the judges. You know, no, you I hear know. you. I hear you. Uh, I mean, I a few years ago, I advocated that we should have seven round title fights. Um, but that's just my opinion. Well, you know, like, who are we? Right. We're not the powers that be. And <laughs> we'll right. see what happens. But I, we have we have a right to our opinion. I can't disagree or agree with you on that because I can go with either side. Sure. I'll leave it that. Now, Israel Adesanya, it factor. Right. Yep. Uh, Marvin Vittori, they both, the last time that they fought was back in 2018. Uh, Marvin split lost decision. Three, split decision, three round split decision. Marvin is come along quite a bit in the last uh, two years since that, or three years since that fight, very hungry fighter, Italiano fighter, uh, representing, you know, my heritage country, Italy, Israel Adesanya representing New Zealand and all that he does. Um, this is going to be a war. And I don't think because they had a split decision, they went three rounds, you know, three years ago makes any difference here. We're just going to see two quality prime fighters coming in and going at it. I mean, I think the question is, what is Israel Adesanya like coming off a loss? Because he's coming off a loss. He lost well, to so, Jan Blahovich. Should um, I say uh, the undefeated middleweight division mixed martial artist with one I mean, as light he, heavyweight. <laughs> he's undefeated as a, a middleweight and he's the reigning defending undisputed champion. There's no doubt about that. Um, well, he's but, also the undefeated middleweight champion. Sure. But he's he's not, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to mix it up. I'm going to introduce his, his, you know, his, I mean, I wouldn't say the word undefeated because he's not undefeated. No, he's not undefeated, but he is um, the reigning champion. Yeah. But, but my, my thing is, this is, is Israel better for having the Blahovich experience? I think so. so. Yeah, I I do believe that Vittori saw paths to victory. But, you know, the the question is, how much does the weight change? I mean, Blahovich was much bigger than than Izzy. Uh, Vittori is not going to be able to fight exactly like Jan did. But at the same time, if he's able to mimic some of the things that Blahovich did, he may find success. This is a, a very intriguing and compelling fight. Um, I like it. I'm excited to see it. Uh, but there, there are some other contenders uh, waiting in the wings as well. Maybe some uh, rematches. You know, Robert Whitaker would be interesting to see if he's, you know, made the, the proper adjustments to, to fight uh, Adesanya. Um, but uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if Vittori can try to have that same sort of success he did. And uh, I mean, he took a card when get- they first met. Let's get through this next fight. We'll talk about uh, Whitaker, who on his last fight looked absolutely amazing and, and has that chance. I think Israel Adesanya proved one thing when he went against Wahovich that in mixed martial arts, size can't matter, you know? I mean, I, I think the narrative of size not mattering was something that was, you know, in their early UFCs when, you know, we saw Hoist do what he did with, with technique. Yeah. But the bottom line is 
uh, size matters because a lot of these guys are comparable in technique. Now, you know, your technique can get you out of certain scenarios, but if you're giving up 10 to 15 to 20 pounds in a fight and you're both comparably skilled technically, yeah, size matters a lot. I always said when I was, you know, banging around younger that I liked fighting bigger guys, you know, whether in the street or whatever, just like bigger targets, you know, sure. Those little guys, man, they, well, they, they were the ones that worried me. Also mentally too, when you're the bigger guy and you're getting beat up a little bit by a smaller guy that can make you fold and wilt. Yeah. All depends on your mental uh, strength and capacity, but basically what you're saying is everybody has a puncher's chance. There you go. T TJ got to get it out one time. You know Everybody's what? Got a puncher's chance. You know what? I, I, uh, I, that one got me. I didn't knew. I didn't know that one was coming. I looked down at my phone cause it beeped and I come back up and you hit me with the puncher's chance. Well, I got an I got an announcement about PC um, puncher's chance not being politically correct. PC from now on means puncher's chance in the world. Okay, uh, official. Official. We are going into Canada. Hey, we're opening up Canada in the next few months. You'll be able to get puncher's chance in Canada, and I really hope everybody enjoys it. So let's from that point, we've talked enough for the pugilistic arts with respect to everybody. Of course, I can't wait to see everybody from the octagon on Saturday. Uh, let's get into a few news stories, and then I got to sign off, TJ. I got to go into a big meeting here. You got it. Okay, Bonnie and Clyde. Remember Bonnie and Clyde? The great yes. story? Okay. This is a wild story. A 14-year-old girl and a 12-year-old boy with severe diabetes broke into a home and had a shootout with deputies using a shotgun and an AK-47 that they found in the home. Did you read this? No. In Volusia County. I think that's in um, California. Okay. I, I, Bruce, I, I'm surprised that a 12 and 14 year old could even handle those kind of firearms. I know. I know. It's, it's so it, this is in Florida. Okay. Uh, Why does that not surprise me? Yeah. 12 year old severe diabetic has had had to have insulin every four hours, ran away with a 14 year old girl. The every 14, four hours. That's a, that's a massive diabetic. Like that's wow. That's massive. So then and get this. The 14 year old girl was in the system uh, on a larceny conviction for stealing puppies. Okay. I mean, that's the most 14 year old thing ever, but yeah. So the homeowner left 15 minutes before they broke in and said no one was in the residence, but noted to the police, there were three guns, AK 47, a pump shotgun and a handgun with 200 rounds of ammunition. So they just found this in the home they broke into. Yep. And they knew how to use it. There were four points between eight 30 and eight 54 in which shots on deputies were reported the girl emerged for the property, threatened to kill a sergeant. The duo opened fire from different angles, a pool deck. They, they shot from a pool deck. They shot from a bedroom window. They shot from a garage door, right? And deputies threw in a cell phone to try and negotiate with them. And at one point, the girl stepped out of the garage, pointed a shotgun at the deputies, went back into the garage despite warnings to drop the weapon, right? And then the teen sustained wounds to her chest, arm, and abdomen, but she survived as in a stable condition. The 12-year-old surrendered. What the heck? I mean, how hard is it for those officers to be in that type of situation? Because the last thing you want to do is take a child's life. And you're also in a situation where it's like, if you don't potentially take the child's life, you may lose your own. And uh, man, I don't know, Bruce, what a tough situation. Tough I mean, happy. I'm happy that, you know, the the 12 year old surrendered. And it sounds like the the 14 year old while sustaining injuries 
you know, is going to make it. Uh, I, Bruce, I don't know. What, what the hell is going on with the world? Get this. This is the last thing I'm going to say on this story. A lot of people say video games affect no. people. Okay, this is the statement. The 12-year-old reportedly told police after the shootout, shootout that the 14-year-old girl said, I'm going to roll this down like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, so Grand Theft Auto hasn't come out in over 10 years. Um, that's ridiculous. Still like, a widely played game. I, my boys even play it. Sure, but again, Bruce, like the idea of playing a video game and then being like, I'm going to go do this. It's as trite oh, I as... I, I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree yeah, with you. I, I just, it's, it's, just, it's just a disturbing story. Yeah. I you mean, know, yeah. I mean, what's next? Is, is this going to be a trend now? What's next? This is this just this what is what a trend? I mean, because, yeah, everything that like d- despite the age being a little bit out of the ordinary, nothing about this story is shocking. No. Especially in the state of Florida, where apparently, you can own an AK-47. You know, I was just in my CCW class last night, you know, to get a concealed weapons permit. Uh-huh. You know, I always thought that when you get it, you can carry it and comfortably. But of course, you shouldn't be carrying it if you're drinking alcohol and whatever. But right. there's restrictions. You can't go into a restaurant with a concealed weapons permit. You can't go into a location where liquor is being served. You can't go into federal properties. You can't go on. There's a ton of restrictions on where you can carry your weapon beyond being in your car. So I bet, I, I bet that everybody that has a CCW does not follow those restrictions, though. No, probably not. Who knows? Anyway, I'm getting off track here. Uh our buddy Tom Brady, when I say our buddy, we talked about once on the show, uh, his rookie mint card that was signed by him just sold for $3.1 million. The card was made in the year 2000. I mean, that doesn't surprise me either. It's crazy. Crazy. Now, this doesn't surprise me. Leonardo da Vinci, the great Leonardo da Vinci, a sketch of a bear, just a hand sketch, a charcoal sketch of a bear, just sold for $16 million. Now, that doesn't surprise me. No, I mean, Da Vinci's one of the most famous artists of all time. So absolutely not. Yeah. And uh, John Wick, uh, the nine millimeter weapon that he used in the film. Yeah. John Wick. Uh, it's a combat. It's a Glock 34 generation uh, combat master uh, with 23 round mags magazines uh, just sold in an auction for fifty six hundred. That weapon would normally sell probably around a thousand. I would have thought of that would have sold for more. That's cheap. That's cheap. I would have thought that would sell for more for definitely. Uh, did you see all the John Wick movies? Um, no, I've not. Okay. It's- I'm familiar though. Uh, I cannot uh, like even get near my Amazon without it like recommending it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, but if you watch it, watch one through three, don't watch three through three, net back to one, watch one through three. Literally they start where each ends. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Ends, starts and starts. All right, there we go. We talked about fighting. We talked about guns. We talked about Bonnie and Clyde. Um, we talked about the great UFC 263, which I cannot wait to get to Phoenix from the Octagon for. Outside of that, TJ, I hope your family's healthy and happy and uh, tell everybody what's happening and we're going to sign up. Yeah, I haven't seen my family in like a week. Um, it's yeah. been crazy. I was down in Mexico for combat jujitsu. Uh, caught a flight back to LA, was on the ground for literally 12 hours, uh, eight of which I slept. Uh, now I'm in Kansas City for uh, Invicta, which you can watch Friday night live on uh, Access TV. We're going old school buff. We're turning the clock back to uh, the one night uh, tournament format. So we've got uh, eight athletes. Uh, the winner will fight three times and uh, they will capture the uh, Phoenix tournament trophy and secure a uh, title fight with uh, Adamway champion Alicia Zapatella. As far as I know, Bruce, this is the first ever one night tournament tournament 
uh, for women at 105 pounds. So Invicta makes a bit of history uh, Friday night. That's awesome. That's awesome. Adam Wade, it'll be interesting to see the quality of the fighters in that Adam Wade. I'm sure they're going to be really, really good and exciting. Well, have a good time, TJ. You know, you're working a lot now. I love it. I'm trying. I'm trying to stay busy. You're not trying. You're doing. That's true. Okay. Doing is doing. All right, everybody. Uh, TJ, thanks very much. And everybody have a good weekend. We'll see you from the Octagon on Saturday night. Um, like I said, Puncher's Chance going into Canada. And my new line of It's Time Energy Drinks will be available on Amazon. I need some. I'm working so much, Buff. I need some Where energy drinks. Where do you try this, TJ? Most they tasty? I, they're coming in. I'm getting my taste uh, samples coming in. And I, sugar, I no sugar. No sugar, vegan, all natural. No oh, green. I'm excited. It's all, as a matter of fact, athletes, even fighters can drink this all the way up to a couple days before a fight. Really? Getting, that's good. That's we're good. We're getting stamp of approval from a special organization for fighters. Um, You know, that reminds me of uh, the old science energy drink. The old science energy drinks were really good, you know, sugar-free, all that stuff, but you can't find them anywhere. They're very difficult to get your hands on. Um, so well, I made sure and bought out all the stock left. So when it's time energy hits the, uh, <laughs> hits the, uh, shelves, it'll be the only one. This is going to be a big project. It's, it's all over the world. Yeah. All well, Bruce, I promise you, if it tastes good, I'll be your number one supporter. Cause I got drink three flavors, my man. Oh, what Take, do you got? Um, I have to go to my sheet. That's all right. That's all right. Okay. We'll worry about it next time. But Great. you know, if you like, I'm not trying to get fresh with you here, I'm not uh -huh. Sam Phillips, but if you want some marker research, I'll gladly, you know, come over and give you an energy drink connoisseur's opinion. I'd love to. We have an original flavor. We have an orange, uh, an orange and lemon flavor. Coming nice. Out. Yeah. Hey, real quick. I want to hit this on the way out, Bruce, before you uh, get to cameo and all that stuff. But uh, we're coming up on episode 500. We're just weeks away from episode 500, which is a huge moment for this show. You know, you start the show every week saying it's time radio. There's a reason we don't say podcast. Cause I don't, I don't know what that word was when we started the show. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't a word when we started this, uh, this project. So uh, I, I think we're going to have uh, some opportunities for people to, uh, you know, partake in the show. We'll figure it all out. We're still trying to, you know, come up with everything, but um, 500 is a big deal buff. So congrats to you. And I'm excited for it. Thanks. Congrats to you and congrats to both of us and congrats to, you know, the great relationship has been all these years. It's pretty amazing. Whatever you decide to do, I'm on board. Let's do it right. We'll figure it out. Let's do it big. All right, everybody. Um, 500. Wow, that's amazing. It really is. Seriously. Yeah, I know. Everybody, thank you again for the cameos, for all your video and orders coming through at brucebuffer.com, even at Memo. If you do Memo, you've been keeping me extremely busy, and your thank you notes are just amazing. So, And also, I'm, I'm doing a lot of Father's Day messages for those of you that want to do something special for your dad, which I get a big kick out of because I lost my dad back in 2008 and I think about him every day. So these I lost mine in 2010, Bruce, you know, it's, yeah, you did too. It's, it's nothing that ever gets easy. So to, to everyone out there that is thinking about, you know, I'm not just trying to shill for your uh, introduction here and in, in the videos and, and audio stuff, but if you're able to make your dad smile, do it while you can. And if I can help you make your dad smile, it will make me smile real wide. It's got a much more meaning to me than just the money that comes in, which again, partial proceeds go to animal, military, and children's charities. With that being said, have a great week. I'll see you from the Octagon on Saturday. Set your goals, write them down, learn about them, be the best you can be when you set on that path to fulfill your goals, because then you're winning. And that's what we're all about. And it's time. Winning, happiness, prosperity, big cheers, no fears for all. Be the best you can be. Buffer out.